0: Good morning, uh, for those of you here and those of you watching online. Uh, so real quick, by raise of hands, how many of you guys have seen the movie The Elf? All right, most of you. All right, good, good. And, uh, um, and I'm assuming many of you guys online have seen it too. Um, so real quick, who has seen The Elf more than five times? Raise your hands. All right. More than 10? 20? Okay, our my family's still holding strong, okay, all right, so okay, so um this is part of our Thanksgiving um tradition. We always go out of town for Thanksgiving, and then uh on the trip, either to or fro, right uh we um we watch the elf in the car, so usually I'm listening to it. And interestingly, The Elf is one of the movies that you can listen to, and it's equally as good. It's equally as funny. But then we usually watch it another time or two between Thanksgiving and Christmas. So, so here we are, um, uh, this inaugurating this Christmas season. And so before we get going, I want to ask you a few questions, okay, regarding to the movie. Most of you guys have seen it. Um, how long were the ribbon curls to be? Six inches. Six inches. All right. Peter Billingsley, who played Ralphie in the Christmas story, makes a cameo as who in The Elf? Oh. Who? Ming Ming, Paul, of all people. All right, way to go, Paul. All right. According to the elves, what are the four main food groups? Candy, candy corn, candy canes, and syrup. All right, that's the four. All right, and what's the best way to spread Christmas cheer? All right, way to go, way to go. So why all this movie talk? Why are we talking about the elf? And uh, um, today uh, we're kicking off this series um, called Christmas at the Movies. And, and so whether you love these movies or you love to hate them, you still realize they're part of our culture. That are, it's embedded in our culture, and they cycle around every year. You know, we come back around to them, and even though movies like The Elf aren't antiques, uh, it, it's getting there. It came out in 2003, but it kind of became an instant modern classic in its own sense. And, and so uh, the series is all about this. We want to uh, launch into some truths from God's Word um, using some of these pieces from our culture. So it's, a, it's fun. It's engaging. Uh, but most importantly, I want us to be challenged and I want us to be changed uh, as we submit to God's Word today. And so, so what about the Elf? Maybe some of you guys were guessing where we were going, okay, uh, with the theme. It, and, and truthfully, it's a fun, it's a feel-good movie, right? You can't watch it without smiling or without laughing. But honestly, it's not particularly spiritual. Have you noticed that? Now, one of the things that makes Buddy the Elf the elf is his persona. Like, <laughs> if you know the story, he's, he's a human, but he was raised by elves in the North Pole with other you know actual elves but but he doesn't really know it until he's 30 okay and so and so that's part of the whole fun of the movie like buddy is innocent he's full of excitement he he uh he's full of belief and and awe and and wonder with christmas and really everything surrounding christmas so and so he's excited um when he meets things like Raccoons that are going to attack him. He uh, when he gets in the elevator and he sees the lights of all the buttons. Ooh, a Christmas tree! Right. And he celebrates the world's best cup of coffee, you know. And, and when he hears that Santa's going to be um, at Gimble's, he can't contain his excitement. Right. He loves to sing. And that's the fun of the movie: his awe and his wonder uh, with with everything um, that he he encounters. But but all this is contrasted with. His, his father, his, his blood father, uh, Walter Hobbes. Uh, and, and it's his newfound, uh, newly discovered father. And so Walter Hobbs is a businessman, he, and he has no time for play. And, and you see that the pressures of, of the world, the pressures of his career, and, 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 and being successful in the big city, right, um, they really crush any youthful excitement out of his soul. Now, if you're older, or you, well, if you're not a child, you'll probably r- r- resonate with this. But it seems that the older you get, the more difficult life gets. The easier it is for us to lose excitement, isn't it? And as our innocence, innocence goes, often the awe and the wonder, they kind of escape as well. Now, as kids, and so we have some kids in here, and you know you're excited for Christmas, right? And 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 you remember when you're a kid, the excitement about things is so much. Uh, it was easier to live in awe and wonder of the things that were going on around you. And and so today, as we approach um, the, the most magical time of the, of the year for so many people, Christmas, uh, we look at the elf as he stands as countercultural because it reminds us of our innocence. And so Christmas is a time where we're reminded of wonder and belief. Uh, Colin Huber, he writes this. He says, we long to be awed and to believe in something beyond ourself. And so today I want to uh, invite you uh, to channel your inner elf, okay? Uh, maybe you could say go elf yourself, right? And so, uh, but channel your inner elf, allow yourself to be awed and allow yourself to wonder and to be amazed and be reminded of the movement of God. In the first Christmas story, even though you may have heard it a million times, but we could still use some more of it. Wonder, all belief, amazement, you know, these are all things that our faith could really use, right? And so who other to show us this in the Scriptures than not a child but an old man? You know, we see the story of this elderly man who had been waiting, he had been longing, hoping, anticipating, believing Almost just like, like a child for Christmas, and he was waiting. And, and here's, here's the setting, okay? Around this time of Jesus' birth, things were not good. Like the, the Jewish people were under heavy oppression uh, by the Roman Empire, and, uh, and, and they were thinking like, man, if we we're God's people, and, and, and we have the pro- all these promises from God over the centuries, then where is he? Why, like, where is God? Because things aren't looking good for us. And, and they, had, they had heard from God, but there had been a period known as the period of silence. There was 400 years leading up to the point of Jesus' birth where really it had seemed that God had gone dark. They, they, they had No more prophecies or no more leaders had been raised up to, 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 to leaders to speak on God's behalf. And, and so they're no doubtedly thinking, why isn't God speaking to us like he did in the past? And you may have asked the same questions in your life where you've had experiences, maybe in your youth or in your younger years, and other people seem to know God's will for their life, but I seem to struggle uh, to find or to know or to have comfort or confidence or any peace. I just want to hear from God. God, I want you to show up. And, And now that's how the nation of Israel was collectively at this point. So today, I want to look at a story that kind of um, uh, happens, surrounds the birth of Jesus. is actually the story of this, what seems like a crazy old man, but he's waiting, he's longing, he's anticipating with a bit of awe and wonder. So Jesus had been born, okay? Forty days after that, like good Jews, uh, Mary and Joseph, they took baby Jesus to be consecrated at the temple because that's what you do. And we pick up in Luke 20, uh, two, twenty-five to twenty seven, and he says this. Now there was a man in Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. Now, now Simeon, probably a priest, okay, uh, he was. we know several things. He was older. He was a righteous man. He was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he was waiting. He was waiting for God to move. He was waiting for the promises that they had been told so many centuries earlier. He was waiting for this consolation of Israel. Now, Simeon, he didn't let the world around him crush his hope in something more. He didn't let his age or uh, the decades gone by uh, kill his excitement for it, but he was waiting ex- with expectancy, and, and he lived with this kind of thrill, knowing that God uh, was going to move in such a big way, and that this Messiah, this one that was going to come from God and make everything right and rescue us, he was still waiting. Now, that's pretty cool. We see this guy, Simeon, waiting and longing uh, for God to send his Messiah to save and comfort and restore, Right? But he was waiting for more than that, for a time that God was going to inaugurate something new. This new era, this kingdom of God, and, 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 and it's going to be something huge. And, and Simeon was waiting. And so in verse 27, it says, The parents, they brought the child, Jesus Jesus, uh, to, to do for him what the custom of the law required. And so Simeon, he took him in his arms and he praised God. Now for those of you that have babies or have had babies babies you go in public and maybe pre covid right Someone's going to come up and try to pinch your baby's cheek or hold your baby, some stranger. And you're like, whoa, get off. This is my baby. Get off my baby, you know. And, 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 but imagine this, this random older guy, comes, he comes up and he just takes the baby and then he starts saying all these things. And he's excited. He's very smiling because smiling's his favorite. And he's just happy. And he's in awe. And, uh, um, you know, we probably would be ready to fight this guy, right? But here's what Simeon exclaims in verse 29. He says, Sovereign Lord. As you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Can you imagine what it was like for Simeon? We see just this little snapshot. He probably said some more things and are recorded. But, but day in and day out, maybe he was thinking today's the day. Today's the day I've been promised by the Holy Spirit. I know, I feel it, I sense it, uh, uh, I, I, that I'm gonna see the Messiah, but, but I'm so old. Maybe I missed him. Was it that, that, was it that person that I saw years ago? Or, I mean, after all, my eyesight is pretty bad, or my time's up. You know, maybe all these doubts were coming in to, uh, to press against his joy and his excitement and his awe and wonder with the movement of God. But when Simeon uh, saw Jesus, his life, man, he saw his life as complete. He saw the Messiah just as the Holy Spirit revealed to him and he was ready to go. He was saying, I can now die a happy man. And he called this baby God's salvation and the way to which all people may know God. You can just sense, can't you sense it? And just these few verses, and now check out Mary and Joseph's response, because, you know, they could have been varied, right, their response. In Luke 2.33, says, the child's father and mother, what, marveled at what was said about him. I love this early response to Simeon's excitement. I love their response to Simeon praising God because of this little baby boy that he saw and and what was said about this baby Jesus. The word marveled in in the Greek that the New Testament was written in, the word is thalmazo, and it means to marvel and to wonder, to be amazed. It's a beautiful word. You know why? Because all throughout the rest of the New Testament, that word Thalmazo is used over and over again. It's often used in the context of people's response to Jesus. When Jesus would do some teaching, people were, wow. People were amazed. People were wonder, right? They, they, were, uh, they were pumped and blown away. They were marveled. And, and, and then when Jesus would do a miracle, uh, the same thing. Thalmazo was kicking in. Man, people were marveled. They were wonder. They were amazed at what they saw. And it's cool uh, to see um, that that was the first response of Jesus' parents to what this old man Simeon said, the, the giddiness of Simeon and the wonder of Mary and Joseph. And I think this lesson from all places, from the movie The Elf, is something that we could be reminded of that maybe we could use a little bit more of in our life to step into some wonder and some excitement, and some and some awe. Because you know the story like, like God created mankind and they, he placed them in this place of beauty and perfection. There's perfect peace, there's perfect relationship to each other and to God Himself, and there were no barriers, there was no brokenness. There was, uh, uh, God loved His prized creation people uh, and, and, and gave the very best possibility for them um, to love God back was to, to, give him, uh, to give them the free will to choose to love back. Now, here's the thing. Um, we know that things are pretty off course and broken in this world today, right? That is a result of, of sin, of mankind's rejection against God. So we still see glimpses of beauty in this world, right? Every Every day we see beauty, but we also have to kind of compare that with the destruction we see in our world. We know things like peace, but, but we also have to see that in the context of all the chaos that surrounds us and pain. And we know um, a relationship, what that can look like, relationship with each other, relationship with God. But then you look around us and you see so many broken relationships. The world is clearly thrown off course by the tragic results of sin and our rejection of God. But check this. God still loves his people, his prized creation, and, and he longs for us, and, and he, uh, he's not going to change his character. He can't. He doesn't. We are still sinful. He is still holy. And so he makes a way. And it's a promise that's alluded to at the very beginning of the story after Adam and Eve first rejected God. And it's something that God's prophets uh, alluded to over and over and over for hundreds of years, for centuries. And and God's people were waiting at the time of Jesus' birth. They're waiting for for this plan, for this person that God was going to send. They had glimpses of it. They had these little snapshots of it. But they never saw it clearly. And then Jesus, God's presence enters, enters the world, and as a baby, and this is the culmination culmination of centuries of longing and waiting and needing, right? So inner Simeon, the Holy Spirit tells Simeon that that he would see the Messiah. He is giddy, he's excited, he's praising God publicly for what he's doing, and the privilege is is to see this baby Jesus. And his only response is, is, you see, is thalmazo, wow, and wonder, and worship, and gratitude. And that's what Mary and Joseph did along with them. But we grow up, don't we? And life gets crazy, and we have careers, and stress, we have health issues, we have family issues, we have to provide, we have to perform, we, ha- we have to pretend, we have to keep up, we have our own struggles, and it, it sucks a lot of the excitement and joy and awe and wonder out, doesn't it? And that's why we can take a cue from the elf um, this season. And so I just want to give you permission this, this year to go, wow, wow. Wow. Like not not just in the glitz and the glam of the season. Now I, I look, I got a Christmas shirt on today, and I my house is 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 decked to the halls, right? I mean, I'm I'm the guy, and um, but not just in all those things that are fun and exciting, but in that first Christmas, we celebrate that Jesus came. He changed everything. So how? Well will ask us this question, how can we experience wonder? this all, this wonder, this style, Maza, right? How can we create that? And, and I just wanted to just give us, first of all, permission to unleash ourselves and to, to to push back at the culture and the world and all the things that have, have gone off course in our life and our world that kind of squish and suck that out of us. But So, first of all, fight it, push back at it, and uh, 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 guys, you're going to have to work a little extra hard, right? Because there, there's so many uh, um, different pressures on, on you to, to kind of, you know, to, to be tough, right? And, and a couple things I want to challenge us to do. First of all, is build in mem- meaningful experiences this season. You know, it's still early December, right? We're still going to be singing and lighting and trees and gifting and all baking, all that stuff for, for another several weeks. But, um, and all that stuff, stuff is good, but it's not Thalmaza, right? It's not wow. It doesn't lead us to worship. And so uh, maybe spend some time um, reading the Advent reading plan, right? Um, I love that uh, so many of you are doing that. Uh, Brandon's leading our students in that, and I um, uh, love seeing my kid in his bed this morning, reading his book, and, uh, you know, that brings dalmazo to me, right? Uh, but, uh, so maybe it's reading in some uh the scriptures, engaging it in a new way. Maybe it's spending some new time in prayer. Maybe it's watching some, a, show, uh, a movie like The Nativity, you know, just to be reminded of, of the story of Jesus. Uh, maybe it's not filling your schedule so thick that you can't engage in the things that matter the most. Open yourself up. Smile, right? Allow joy to permeate uh, because God has come, and, and be vulnerable, and remember others. Now, When we do allow others to experience the wonder of Christmas uh, through us, man, that creates a whole new experience of joy for us, right? It's just like Simeon. Simeon's response and Simeon's praise uh, led Mary and Joseph to be in awe of what was going on here. Man, We other people should see our lives and see the joy and the excitement and the wonder and awe that we get to experience, and they should look at us, and they should say, wow. Not wow me, but wow, look at what God has done. Look at who God is. And so that's my challenge for us, church. So step into the season full of excitement, full of belief, awe and wonder what God has done and what he wants to do in your life because he's not done yet. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, thank you. God, thank you for this time that we have together. God, thank you for, for your love for us. Thank you for the Christmas story where we, um, oh, we, though we may have heard it a million times, God, may this year we, we uh, push all the, the pressure, all the stuff aside where we can see you. So, God, give us the joy and excitement, the wonder and awe of a child. And, God, may we worship you and point this world around us all to you. God, thank you for the hope we have. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Guys, we're going to do things a little bit different today, um, so we're, we're going to get ready for our time of communion, but I want you to hold off on that because we're not going to take it quite yet. The band's going to come up and we're going to sing um, a song, and here's what I want you to do. I just want to invite you, whether you listen to the song or whether you sing along, but I just want you to praise God. Maybe you're going to praise Him through praying or through listening, through singing, but we remember what Jesus did on the cross and the death, the burial, and the resurrection. Now, talk about things we've heard a million times and that are so easy for us to kind of get numb to or dull to or take for granted, right? But wow, <laughs> like Jesus, God the flesh, came as a baby and he, 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 he died for us, for you. Dead. He rose. He conquered death. And he offers each and every one of us life in his name. Wow. So let's worship together and then after the song we'll share in the Lord's Supper together.